This week on Football Mezzanine, it's coming home. Join us as we take a look at the quarterfinals as Belgium break Brazilian hearts, Croatia scrape by against the hosts, France beat a Cavani less Uruguay, and England make it to their first semi-final since Italia in 90. And we're back after the World Cup quarterfinals. We didn't do one after round of 16, but this is still pretty lit. Because England have <laughs> made it to the semifinals of the World Cup. For the first time <laughs> since fuck knows when. 1990. 1990. 28 years. Oh Seven my God, dude. If any time, this is going to be their year, uh, especially with the... Essentially, the half they had going into the round of 16 against all the teams they could potentially pay, uh, face. Oh my god. Dude, if you told me before the World Cup, like, if you told me England with Jesse Lingard, Deli Alley, John Stones, Ashley Young, were going to be in the semis with three other teams, Belgium, France, Croatia, like, I would have probably... And facing Croatia, too. Facing Croatia, that's going to be difficult. No, like, like, Make no mistake about that. But better than facing Belgium or France, in my opinion. Um. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Because Croatia do look vulnerable a little bit, more so than France and Belgium. They have in the knockoff phases, yeah. Like, And also the fact that they've played two extra times and penalties. Yeah, I mean, as we're saying that, though, watch Lovren knock us out in the <laughs> extra time. <laughs> <laughs> 95th minute header. Yeah, don't hold your breath. But to be actually, to be uh, honest, I'm not entirely surprised at some of the teams that made it, with the exception of Croatia. Uh, but this World Cup's been interesting because you've just seen a lot of upsets. I'm not really surprised that Croatia made it. If you look at who no, they played, no, I said that before the tournament too. I said that before the tournament. I said Croatia is my dark horse for this yeah. tournament. And I mean, before the tournament, I said England themselves. are obviously winning it, and it's coming true so far. <laughs> and I said Germany would go out early. Right, right. You know, as is tradition. I should have fucking made a bracket, dude. I didn't make a bracket. Hey, if France or Belgium dude. wins, I'm two for two in Champions League and World Cup. Oh, fuck. Wait, France or Belgium? You can't pick two. Uh, well, France is my number one. Okay. I just, Belgium, I'm throwing in there because they've, it's their golden era. Right. I mean, they're basically the same country. Sure. They're actually pretty close. You, France and, and Belgium are kind of tied a little bit, especially with language, And Belgium speak French. Yeah. You, well, it depends on the region you go to. I heard it okay. depends. Okay. Like, if you're closer to Germany, they'll speak more German. Mm-hmm. But the majority of Dutch. Belgium, I think, is French. They actually, I think there's a Dutch region as well. Yeah. 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 I mean, if there's any Belgian fans listening, then feel free to educate us, because we love <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah. Um, uh, I should know more also a bit about my home country. <laughs> I'd like to see an England-Belgium final, dude. That's going to be just, like, all Premier League players. Dude, watch them both play their B-sides again. Sorry? <laughs> watch them both play their B-sides again. Hey, What? <laughs> just for jokes. Just for jokes. <laughs> just for jokes. You got Alexander-Arnold against Thorgan Hazard. <laughs> uh, you got the new generation. You can basically tell they were trying to throw that game to get the easier side without... Trying to throw it, man, and has like, it worked out for the weakest them. players? <laughs> it's worked out for them so well. Oh yeah, I'll, and I mean, England it, it kind of side. worked out for both teams because if England were on the other side, I don't think they'd make it this far. It's only worked out for England, not for Belgium. Belgium have had more difficult games, right? Yeah, but they've like, like yeah, they pulled like, through in that sense. But like, obviously, I think they'd choose to go on the other bracket. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Oh man, we made it look so easy, like. It's so weird. Yeah, there was not, no, at no point. Not Wait, who are in. we? Who are you cheering for? Are you England? England, fans? England, dude. Are you both, both England fans? Yes. Yeah. Oh. oh, it's coming you're home, so, dude. You're so bland, dude. <laughs> so bland. <laughs> Come on, it's fully coming home. It's so coming home. 
Premier League fans, England fans. Yes, of course, dude. If you don't want the Russian, lads to do Russian well, like, I can't help you. If you don't want <laughs> Deli Alley to be lifting that World Cup trophy while, like, streaming Fortnite, like, I can't help you. I just love seeing yeah. England fans in, like, everywhere just go ballistic every time there's a goal. <laughs> I know. That just makes my day. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm watching videos on that. I just want to be in one of those bars. Oh, dude. Someone I... fly me out there. <laughs> I have a video of myself <laughs> going berserk after the Columbia penalty shootout. Oh, fuck. Uh, the most you hear in like some of the bars that I've gone to, it's still been pretty good because you get a lot of people that are from other countries that are watching in the bars, but mm, yeah, right, it right. doesn't go nearly as insane. I, I went to a bar for the Belgium-Brazil game and everyone was against Brazil. Absolutely everyone. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny because I've been seeing Brazil jerseys everywhere and I'm like, ha, your team's going to lose. No offense to any Brazil <laughs> <Yeah>. fans. <laughs> well, you were right. Uh, I know it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start off with the first quarterfinal. Actually, before we get into it, I just want to apologize for my mic, guys. I did not have my normal headset, so quality will be a little bit worse on my end. If if any um, old-time listeners are here from all the way from, like, day three, when Tristan first joined our podcast, you'll remember his mic quality from back then. Oh, yeah, it's going to be the same quality. <laughs> yeah. Some top prime B quality. Maybe we should set up a Patreon so people can support and get you a new mic. <laughs> Well, my other one's pretty good. It's just actually, I, I mean, didn't have it on me. Would people even donate if we set up a Patreon? Let us know in the comments. <laughs> We'd probably get one fan that would just donate like a dollar. That'd be one great. Dollar every six months. I'd be down. Hey, It'd be slowly enough to build up good. our marketing bill so we can actually put stuff out there <laughs> and get in front of. People. I mean, Facebook ads are like I think three cents per something. So oh shit, we could get a lot of pay- Facebook ads, guys. Give us a dollar. <laughs> Yeah, or we could buy four Timbits, you know, either or. Or we could buy four Timbits, like the most Canadian thing. <laughs> Alright. I don't think people even know what Timbits are. Anyone doesn't know what Timbits are, like, you know the holes of donuts? That is what Timbits are. There you go. The holes of donuts? That's just air. Yeah. No, but they no. cut out donuts. They fill them, and they cut out the hole, oh. and that's what Timbits are. Yeah, the okay. circular is the middle. Clarify. <laughs> Are you even Canadian, bro? Dude, I am. I was just Maybe saying, like, that explanation doesn't help people, I think. Anyway. Just look it up, guys. Look it up. Alright. Uh, Uruguay v. France. Um, I, I watched this game, well, and I, yeah. I don't think it was the best World Cup game that's obviously been produced so far. This World Cup has been insane. But I think without Cavani, Uruguay looked kind of a little bit lackluster Toothless. up front. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fair. They're relying for the most part on Suarez at that point. And mm-hmm. uh, to, I mean, France just had such. They, every single person on their team is almost quality. They have uh, a much better team sheet as far as uh, players go. So it's hard sure. on Earth, Uruguay is. But I mean, they they dominate as far as possession goes. It was, the game was uh, mm-hmm. a little bit on one sided. It almost feels like, despite having all these players, it's still. There's this feeling that France aren't producing their best, yet they still keep getting results. And it's kind of mm-hmm, scary mm-hmm. to think that despite not playing well, they're still comfortably able to get to the semis. So one thing is right. that if they do start to really show up, like how damaging they could be, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, they can be devastating. Like France-Belgium's going to be like a cracker. In, oh, yeah. In I can't terms, wait for that but, game. Yeah. I can't wait for that game. Um, but it's sad to see Uruguay go out still. They're, they're such a... Yeah. When you watch that team, you see, like, the togetherness they have. And, like, it's... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Su- and they're a small nation, too. They're, like, 4.3 so million, million oh, wow. population. Their population is, like, yeah. less than the population of Toronto. It's yeah. Um, sorry, GTA, I guess, not Toronto. I don't want to start that debate again. Sad for Canada. <laughs> we're so terrible. I mean, I hope they uh, play in the 22, 2022 World Cup. Well, we have to, right? The team that's hosting no. always has to play. It's just 2026. Yeah, they get destroyed. Nah, they yeah. can do well, man. I'll I'll sign up. They'll do yeah, well. Yeah, they have eight years. I mean, they have eight years to de- like develop a program. Hey, if they start now, I don't see why they can't. Develop. Honestly, have a team I actually it. think that if Canada put the money in and we had the same scouting setup as Europe, I think we could actually do very well. The problem is, you get, you there's no push. There's no like movement up. Yeah, like, yeah. All over Europe, they'll see a kid with potential, and they'll be like, "Okay, go to this team or like push up." Yeah. And then like the team gets and a just the bit fact of that they back. have so many divisions there. Your your like county has its own team in Division Ten, and like 
there's like nine, eight, and then you can slowly progress like above and up. But in like Toronto, there's like maybe two or three leagues yeah. at well, best. Well, for the thing is, you can progress like at least speaking for Ontario wise, you can progress from like house league to say uh, you're what I think it's Rec- well, Rec- yeah, I'm trying to remember the exact terms. I think it was for. It was essentially like just a competitive team, but like a low, lower end competitive team. Then mm-hmm. you have regional, mm-hmm. which is essentially the best of your region and mm-hmm. potentially the regions around you. And then you have OSL, which is like the best of the province where they go at it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, right. those are all club teams. You don't have anything that goes beyond really that. There is some with provincial, but they have no scouting whatsoever. Like, I don't think we had a single scout to any of our games and we were at the OSL level, which was the best of the province. So, yeah, that's it's just crazy. The, it, yeah, just there's no way to put up or anything like that so at one point kids are just going and doing other sports or they're just going to university and they just drop everything exactly Mm -hmm. yeah whereas at the age of 12 you get people that are signed at professional in europe so i mean there's just there's no scouting set up and push but i think if they were able to change that i think we'd actually have a lot more top quality like if you look in the united states with the exception of this world cup they've just been getting progressively better and better Mm -hmm. and that's because they have like a much better setup than we do Right. And also more right, population, right. too. But. Of course. Well, population, I mean, India and China both have, like, the biggest populations. They don't have a World Cup team. It is about the setup. It is, yeah. I guess yeah, it's yeah, Western it countries. So. But we're getting off topic. Back to the France game. Uh, uh, it was pretty straightforward. Just, um, yeah. The, the goalkeeper's union is probably real, eh? Because, man, another fucking mistake from the... Yeah, Muslera. <laughs> It's like, how many mistakes are we going to see like that this year? It's crazy. Because, look, okay, I have roommates who haven't watched soccer too much before, and they're watching this World Cup, and they also watched, like, the Champions League final with me. Um, Like, they watched the highlights of it after, basically. And they're just like, are goalkeepers always this shit? And I'm like, no, they're not. You've just seen, like, more than the regular share of mistakes that's supposed to... This year, especially. Chelsea yeah, exactly. willing to be signed if you need a keeper. <laughs> but, like, I don't know what's going on. Like, De Gea made a mistake, Caballero, Carius, Yaguslera. Yeah. You know what? I'm not picky. Someone signed me. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. It's been the... Tristan will sign for $1. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I probably would, because then I could at least say, yeah, I had a professional contract. <laughs> I actually had a tryout with Everton at one point. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. You got a, you got a trial at really? Everton? Yeah. Bro, what? Why didn't you tell me this? Well, they had a, they came to Canada, and they had a few uh, few people. Oh, yeah, the soccer to... schools that they do? Everton right, came to right. Canada? Yeah. Yeah, Barca has their school here. There's United schools. Oh, it wasn't here. a school though. No, no, no. Yeah, they oh, yeah. they were doing. They came and then uh, certain select people got sent for trials, basically. From which like which oh. game were you playing in that they sent scouts to? Um, it was one of the showcase tournaments, but uh, I ended ah. up going to a tryout with like a bunch of other people, or well, not a bunch of other people, but like I don't know, a small group, a couple other players. Wow. And uh, guys go to I essentially. At that point, I think I was a little too young, so they said come back in like a, a year at that point, but I don't think they ever came back at that point to that's, Canada. Right. That's crazy. Uh, Anyways, off topic, off topic. No, but the, like, that's crazy. What, what <laughs> made like Everton decide to send scouts to Canada of all places? Well, they probably, I mean, most, I would assume most big clubs would probably want to check all over because you don't know where you'll get someone. I actually Townsend, heard uh, they yeah. signed someone from Toronto who was uh, apparently pretty young, so. That's crazy, man. That kind of gives yeah. you hope. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you get occasionally yeah. some big players like Owen Hargreaves. He was uh, Canadian, mm-hmm. right? So mm. yep. occasionally you'll get a couple of kind of right. better players coming out of these unlikely countries. All right. I guess we can move to Brazil versus Belgium. And this was Upset. a lit game. Lit game. Great game. Um, Belgium, they changed something up. Uh, Martinez made like a tactical switch. He mm-hmm. he started Fellaini in midfield and he moved De Bruyne up and he took out Mertens right, so that freed up De Bruyne completely and he just wreaked havoc on Brazil's midfield and defense. Dude, fucking tree. We like shit on him, but like <laughs> every single manager, like the best plan B. It's like shit. It's not working. Yo, Fellaini, get on. But he started. <laughs> And he played yeah, he so well. Too. It's just something about him, man. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I thought it was brilliant of them. Having a big guy that can push around, especially the Brazilians who aren't too big at all, mm-hmm. uh, it can really throw them off the game if you can do that well. For sure. Uh, th- that's a tactic that uh, I know we always use. So 
Yeah. But I mean, possession-wise, Brazil was just all over them possession-wise, and even shots-wise, they had 27 shots. Courtois with like the game of his life. Oh, oh Courtois yeah. was amazing. He made some great saves. Also, own goal, own goal, uh, racking up the uh, goal tally this World Cup. Yeah, rip. Wait, no, it wasn't. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, it was Fernandinho. Oh yeah, yeah. It was pretty much just off his arm. That's that's kind of yeah. kind of rip. But man, Brazil always at at one point when it was two nil after like twenty minutes, I'm like, oh no, is it gonna be like another seven one? Yeah, but yeah, exactly. I was like, <laughs> when De Bruyne scored, I'm like, oh shit, yeah. oh shit. But, but when Brazil got that goal, I was so worried at that point. I'm like, please don't make a comeback, please. Yeah, <laughs> just hold out. It was. It's kind of similar to Brazil versus Mexico in the round of 16 in that Belgium were counterattacking and finding so much space. Like, mm-hmm. Mexico just couldn't finish off those chances where if you have Belgium with Lukaku and De Bruyne, you're going to get punished. Right. And, like, they had Casemiro suspended for that game too, which obviously didn't help them, mm-hmm. it, it seems. Right, but you just feel like a team with Neymar, Coutinho, Paulinho, Willian. Yeah. They should be doing better. They should be. But I just feel like Belgium got it perfect on the day. They did exactly yep. what they should do to beat the Brazil team, and mm-hmm. they did. And maybe it's a little bit due to the stubbornness of the coach playing the same lineup with the same tactics. Maybe. Although, I don't really know what he could have changed, because like, those are the best players they have, and he was playing them in their best positions. Um, yeah. I know being a little, I know you would say bring on Firmino, which... I mean, he did bring on Firmino at halftime, yeah. but... Uh, uh, which also, the Gabriel Jesus penalty incident did you see that where like he nutmegged yeah, I saw that. and then company fucked him yeah. over i think that was a yeah. penalty <laughs> i thought that was I, a penalty they didn't even too. review and it they even checked the no the, the var Sorry, was yeah on they it. reviewed it but they didn't even tell the referee to review yeah it. like yeah. they're just like not so, even uh, a review it's like nah fam it's okay that was studs up man that was a pen i think yeah it was that was a pen like no love lost um yeah but but yeah but it all worked out in the end rip brazil yeah. and i was not expecting <laughs> them to go in the quarters I mean, at the All beginning the of the boys. tournament, they were the favorites for me. Yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah they, they probably would have been one more of the favorites. I would have uh, put them at the top. Yeah, I, I tipped them to win it, but um, clearly, clearly not. Clearly, it's coming home. I I would like... Actually, I wouldn't... I think it'd be interesting seeing a France-England rivalry going back to some of the the old old rivalry, bringing it back, so... Fuck, I don't want to face final? France in the final. That would be nice. I do not want to face France in the final. I, I'd rather face Belgium England's got sure. a England's got a good team, I would... You know what? It would go either way if it was a France-England one. I mean, Belgium and France both are like really good sides. I wouldn't mind facing either at that point. Like, fuck it. See, I, I what think... I'm wondering now is if you get France and Belgium who are playing each other, and up until the finals they had a pretty hard kind of like round of 16, whereas you look at England's side, they'll have a relatively more easy round of 16. I wonder what's going to come into effect if you're going to get the fatigue option because they've been playing better teams, or... Is that going to elevate their game? And now when it comes into the final, they're going to be ready to play against the best side because they've been playing against them and they've had to push themselves to higher limits. Um, I think. I wonder what option. It's a good question. I mean, they're both playing really good teams in the semis, so I think that should prepare all the teams well enough. Mm-hmm. True. No, mm-hmm. it might not make an effect at all. But, yeah, it's kind of a good point. It's kind of like what we were talking about in the Champions League when you have like PSG playing shitty teams in the French League all year. And then not being ready for yeah. them if he's like an actual good team. It is a thing, but I don't know if it applies here. <laughs> for any France fans out there, not all the teams in the French League are shitty. Uh, I mean, there's I like mean, two or three at best. Monaco's pretty good. Lyon's got a decent team. Lyon used to be always first place until PSG made their mark and just started right. Marseille's decent. Marseille, too, has got a decent team. Actually, um, what was it? Uh, Lille as well. Uh, nice. Nice. Yep. They've got a few. It's just more monopolized Monica. because PSG just has... It takes all of the media attention, right? Because they're just mm-hmm. like, ah, let me drop 180 million euros on Mbappe. Oh, that's not enough. Let's also buy Neymar for something like, what, 240 million euros? Yeah. And just for jokes, let's get Buffon in. Yeah. Well, he was a free, right? So <laughs> yeah. he was a Bosman <laughs> transfer, I believe. So is the term. Yeah, it is. That's the term. All right, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say final remarks on this game... By, just by even the stats-wise, I'm surprised Belgium made it through this with 27 shots for Brazil, 59% possession. Even passing accuracy, 88%. They beat them on everything almost, except for fouls. Oh, that's fouls. how they made it through. <laughs> but it came to a 2-1 win for Belgium, so congrats to my boys. Boys. 
Alright, uh, let's move to the only game that matters. Sweden versus England. 2-0 <laughs> to let's the lads. Um, so... Dude, I love this England team so much. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's so nice watching them play so well. It's so so refreshing. Like, I know, right? And I think uh, just the fact that they're doing this well is gonna... You know, before we used to talk about that club versus country thing, I think a lot more fans are now realizing, like even myself, like at the beginning of the tournament, I did like I didn't really like the other, you know, the Spurs players or etc. Yo, and I, when do you and ever I think like, like <laughs> no, no, and I think like it's more fans who were like me are warming up to the idea that an England team can play together with. You know, with Spurs. while keeping yeah. while keeping club rivalries aside, True. which is sort of a foreign thought. In it is like the years of the past, just because the team was so disoriented, they weren't playing to their strengths. It wasn't a unified group. It wasn't a unified group, and I think that's the key. It was more individual players from different clubs trying to like right. be the best in their position, and then you try to put those mm-hmm. in a team, mm-hmm. and it's just it just ends up not working, sadly. And now it's right. And when it doesn't work, you just blame the other club's players for messing up, right? Or the coach, like, oh, yeah. Just... But there's always or like the a scapegoat, which is sort of yeah. sad. But it's going to be interesting watching the Premier League next year with like this new perspective of like all these players who play I know, together. Right? It's going to be it's going to be good. Right. I'm looking forward to it. Right. I'm just like if England win the World Cup, will like Arsenal fans still be booing Kane? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. It'll go that far. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. Right. Yeah, should be interesting. So the first goal, but I mean, the commentator said it perfectly. If one Harry doesn't get, the other one will. <laughs> Set pieces are England's forte this World know, Cup, right? and you can see you can see they've been well drilled. It's insane. Like literally every corner they get, they get a shot on goal mm-hmm. or they score. It's mm-hmm. it's terrifying for other defenses. It's great. Right. Like when we got the corner, I'm like, fuck, that's it. Yeah. Like all they have to do is get a corner for like scoring a goal. Straight up. It's like. The most England way of playing, and you wouldn't you wouldn't think that, right? Before you oh, go into no. this group of go into this tournament with this group of players, right? Because you have really mm-hmm, technical mm-hmm. players, but we've right. been working on our set pieces so much. People were like, "We don't score any goals from open play," but we got that too. But I mean, does that really matter? Yeah, it doesn't even matter. Like that's what I kept saying. Like, it, where does it matter if we got exactly. our goals? If we're good at set pieces, then we're good at set pieces, and that's how we're gonna right. score. Um. So the second goal too, another header. Lingard putting a great ball in. Yeah. For Ali. and that's where I think Deli Ali should be, to be honest, close to the box. That's where I think he's mm-hmm, at his best, mm-hmm. not like right. DM or something. There are thoughts for the next game to drop Ali and Sterling. What do you think? No, dude. I think our balance right now is perfect. Like we've stuck with yeah. this lineup since the first game, pretty much, and it's been working. So I don't think mm-hmm, we should change mm-hmm. it. Like if it's working, keep it. You know. It does beg the question, though. I mean, Sterling has missed, I mean, a couple of chances that he really should have scored. But He has, but, like, the amount of times he runs in behind the defense and gives us that option mm-hmm. is, like, it, countless times you see him running beyond the last defender. And, like, right. they just don't have that option without him. I think even... Maybe Rashford for Sterling? I feel like Rashford likes to drop deeper and take shots. Um, which yeah. I feel obviously he's good at that and that's a different option but I feel like mm-hmm. with the balance of our team right now Sterling is our runner Ali is our like um, passer uh, Lingard is like our, our dribbler slash shot taker mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. outside the box and then obviously Kane is Kane I feel like the the dynamic between them is so good right now I wouldn't really change mm-hmm. it yeah that's fair that's fair um, Henderson has hmm. been doing too really well so, so I'll give you that yeah, yeah, he's been he's been alright, but these lads are in the semi-final of the World Cup. It's just fucking yeah, with a real chance of progressing. I know, of fucking winning it, dude. Like I can't imagine them lifting the trophy. Like I can't imagine <laughs> that. How fucking crazy would that be? I forget what it was, but there but, was some computer that uh, simulated essentially the World Cup, and they had England picked to win at the end of it. So that's maybe so. it's fate. Maybe. Give that computer a beer. Give that computer a beer. <laughs> a pint, mate. Just bring him to the bar, into the bar and then watch the game. Go insane. Waterproof him first. Waterproof him first. But uh, I'm glad to see them playing well. Uh, they've got uh, oh, quite yeah. a few young players that are picking it up and uh, 
mm-hmm. bringing it to each game. So that's nice to see. But I just I wanted to give attention to Sweden for a second. The fact that they got so far, they should be very happy and very proud of themselves. Because I don't think anyone really oh, yeah. expected them to get to the quarters. For sure. I mean, look at the group they came from. Their group was insane. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Mexico, South Korea, Germany, and to top that group, A, that's amazing. And then after that, in the knockout stages, uh, beating a decent Swiss side. Yep. Uh, oh, the Swiss were a good team. I think they could have yeah. gave anyone a run for their money. Mm-hmm. I was actually picking the Swiss over Sweden for that game, but they proved me wrong. And, and all of this without Ibra. All of it, yeah. yeah without Ibra. I feel like Ibra would have scored against England. Oh, yeah. Like he, he loves it. Does. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they would have done as well with Ibrahimovic, though. Yeah, like, that's the thing. If you just look at overall stats-wise, like, sure, if you were just to take stats, but I don't know. I feel like they probably all knew that they had to really pick their game up because he wasn't there. Maybe some yeah. teams get a little reliant on the player. No, you're right, you're mm-hmm. right. I agree mm-hmm. with that totally. I feel like they performed, like, as a team, totally, without yeah. any, like, right. other influences. And if they just had the one finisher on top who could, you know... yeah. Yeah, And I was going to say, that's some of the criticism going against Argentina, where they really just rely on Messi. I forget who it was, but it was someone prominent that essentially said they have one like mode of attack, and it's just give the ball to Messi. It's so true, though, and it, it's terrible. Like they, It's so obvious what they're doing every game. They, they don't really... Mm-hmm. You don't see players taking responsibility at all. Right. Whereas, like, at their, and that's kind of like with at their clubs. Neymar in Brazil? Yeah. As well. No, I mean not like, as much. I think Neymar, not as much, but still. In Brazil, you still uh, have Dave. Coutinho, you have Jesus, you have well, William. Right. If, if we're gonna make that argument, Argentina also has like Di Maria and Aguero and like no, a bunch but of other players. Here's the but... thing: the argument for Argentina is those players never really step up for their national team. Which well, I was gonna say, I think this World Cup specifically, their issue was the whole managerial player. Yeah, feud that was going on, and I think that just destroyed their morale, and as a result, their games mm-hmm. were just in disarray. Dude, what I yeah. think is, why, like, why did he keep playing like all those Boca Juniors players, like Maxi Meza and like um, Pavon or something ahead? Probably because the other players like them off. Dybala, Higuain, Aguero, uh, Di Maria. I think Only it's thing like I, think of is player I feel like the coach was forced to play some homegrown players because otherwise it makes absolutely no sense i still don't understand it it, yeah, it could be as simple either. as if he's pissed off by some players or they're giving him attitude or they're not training as hard as they should then you'd be like well look i'm not gonna play you then right i don't know though like i think it's it's more of like a players are bigger than the manager and this time with england it's been like the reverse where the manager is bigger than the players and like i i feel like Argentina had it the other way this time around, where the players were taking control of the dressing room. It was senior players first, manager second. Dude, but with that lineup, I can totally understand why they were frustrated. Like they were, they looked disillusioned no, I'm sure they were at, fr- at, at, on the field. Yeah, I I haven't looked too much into the whole issues. I know there was a rift between the manager and the players for Argentina, but I haven't looked into specifics as to why everything or how everything went down, but it'd be very interesting. Like, it'd actually be a, a good uh, football heritage video if you could go into that. Yeah, like, I mean, Sajin talked about it a couple of episodes ago with South Korea, how they were pretty much, their football association was coercing the manager to play homegrown players, which is why they weren't doing so well in the past major tournaments. And I feel like mm-hmm. something similar might have happened with Argentina this year. Because otherwise, I really don't know why he kept playing those players. What does it even mean, homegrown players? Like, you, all your players, or at least most of them for Argentina, should be Argentinian. No, like it's you maybe like have a couple play, that just have dual citizenship. They play for their home but... league. So basically, to promote uh, like, their I, home I league. I don't understand that. If you want to win, you're going to have to play the best. Yeah, and whether that's at home in your country or like, abroad, I understand why they do it, but it's obviously terrible and wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like that might have had something to do with why he selected like these strange lineups, completely strange. Yeah, maybe. It was back to the England game. I just noticed the passes were five hundred or three hundred and sixty-eight, and I mean. That alone is just very promising, especially going into, what, the semis now? I mean, Croatia is going to mm-hmm. be a, a tougher side, but it's nice to see that they're uh, they're getting uh, so much passing between everyone. Dude, you got Henderson versus yeah. Modric and Rakitic. There's only one winner, Hendo. Hendo. In the midfield, he's bossing. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Hendo's like the tempo of this team. He's just like 
makes this team like tick because I don't know like he yeah, feels I mean, like you know at the he's really added a good dynamic passing range to his game like this World Cup like he passes it forward a lot more he always mm-hmm, finds mm-hmm. like the runners like, in behind yeah like the assist almost assist for uh, Sterling which he really should have yeah. scored that was amazing yeah, yeah. But, speaking yeah. of Croatia <laughs> the Russian Croatia <laughs> game that was an interesting oh, one. Man. I was, that was excited by that Dude, one. I screamed when Cherchev scored that goal. I was like, no way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucking what insane. a strike. Fucking chat ruined it for me. <laughs> I yeah. saw that. I, I just saw your message and I'm like, fuck. Like, I know what's going to happen now. But you didn't, like, I didn't say, like, it's Russia. I just said, what a banger. No, but, like, when it went in, I was just like, oh, that's what happened. Like, oh. Ah, okay. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was oh, fucking nuts. Um, but so then, for anyone who didn't uh, see the game, it was a two-two, barely two-two, but made it two-two, and then went into extra time, went or went to penalties, and then uh, Croatia just barely nudging out Russia with a four-three on penalties. Yeah, for the second time in Very a row, close. Croatia barely advancing on pen and wrecking. But they're still doing it. Russia. Yeah, they're still doing and it. They've been great. Every game they've looked uh, pretty good. Interesting fact that team who has uh, went first as penalties has always lost this World yeah, Cup in all which four. Which is crazy. I was actually kind of and pissed that they continued to use the old penalty format in this World Cup. Oh, instead of ADB. Yeah. Yeah. ABBA should be like the general format for everything. <laughs> Your music, I guess. everything. <laughs> no, actually, though, because it's no. so stupid. Like, the old penalty format has a 60% chance for the team who goes first. And that's obviously not neutral, right? If you yeah. want something mm-hmm. that's neutral, you don't go with that. It's so stupid. But but this World Cup is like kind of reversed because the team who went first. Yeah, this lost. World Cup has been an exception for some reason. Uh, and apparently, Modric, who who won the toss, he's like, nah, let's not go first. Did he actually? Based on previous, yeah, he actually he won the toss, and he's like, no, I'm not wow. going first. Yeah, five D chess. <laughs> <laughs> that's sick. But the balls on that boy, man. Uh, Russia with, I don't know, man. I don't. I feel kind of sleazy talking about it, but I feel like there's something going on behind the scenes. They just look so fit. They look so fit. <laughs> they do. They do. I was just. Uh, I, I I I noted like the the bias I had in my head before I started watching the game, and I'm like, I'm not gonna try to let that affect me, but I couldn't. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was just watching their players, and I was looking for any signs, and they just. They looked faster. They looked hungrier. They ju- they just looked like they never ran out of energy the entire game. Well, yeah, th- th- and that was the thing we mentioned it what on last uh, last episode I think that that uh, there was reports about uh, Russia doping and then FIFA covering it up. Yeah, and what's funny is that uh, like their stats basically on Russia saying they have run further than like any other team in like multiple matches and it just. It seems unusual when Russia is outrunning every single team in the World Cup. It does. It really does. And watching Russia at major tournaments, you always notice how slow they are and how, like, they don't run a lot. They're classified as a lazy team by some, but this mm-hmm, World Cup mm-hmm. has been exceptional for them. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if something came out with regards to them taking... Like, basically, I read up on it, and they would take... What they would take before it was covered up is something that heals their muscle soreness, like, immediately. So then they can run for, like, days after. So hmm. their recovery process is sped up a lot more. But honestly, I, I don't know whether we should talk about that when we're talking about this game. Cause well, if we, it, it's, all, doing them, it's all like, allegedly until proven, right? It's yeah. just interesting yeah. that, like, you take, say, the first game, and Russia ran, like, 118 kilometers in 90 minutes right and, and then mean, the next closest team was egypt after like everyone who played their game the next closest team was egypt with like 112 yeah i mean so like they outran them by six more kilometers <laughs> it could just be like you're hosting your own world cup right and that's entirely possible yeah entirely possible. Yeah. so i don't want to do them a disservice so oh and you know what man. it put all the stuff aside until proven otherwise i mean they've had an amazing world cup run for the sure. fact that they made it so far and they barely 
barely just got uh, knocked out. Honestly, if they were to face England next, I would be worried if I was England. I would have been yeah. concerned. I, I was yeah. watching I it, and I'm like, I was like, I don't want to face this team right now. They look so good. Yeah. Like, it's not much better facing Croatia, but Russia, I would have been worried if uh, mm-hmm. it was a Russia-England mm-hmm. setup. But, but uh, kudos to them. They've done well. Uh, it's just the rumors always circle, right? Yeah. Especially with Russia's yeah. history. It's just... It's hard to take away when they have such history of the Olympics and every, like, almost every major sporting event. Like, mm-hmm. you're kind of doing it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but that aside, this game was one of the most intense games at this World oh, Cup, yeah. personally. Beautiful goals. And just goal after the goal. atmosphere and the, the tackles going in. It was so passionate. And the last-minute mm-hmm. goal mm-hmm. by, like, Mario Fernandez, the right back, was amazing to watch. Oh yeah, entire crowd went wild. Yeah, and then just even like the hundred and fifteenth or the hundred and fifteenth minute goal there by Fernandez, just to tie yeah. it up. Yeah, oh. exactly. Just oh, it was insane. Unreal. I I screamed. I was like, I I don't know who I was supporting, yeah. but I just screamed. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this World Cup, give me more. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, that's probably some of. Like, the last games for some of this Russian generation, right? Actually, yeah, there was already uh, one yeah. guy that came out and said he was retiring. I mean... I forget who mm-hmm, it was. Mm-hmm. It's probably... I don't know who it was either, but if I'm guessing, it would be Ignashevich. The guy's, like, 38. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> he, he actually came out of retirement, I think, to play in this World Cup. Probably, yeah. Which you would have right. to. I mean, it's in your country. Uh, why not, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, hell, they had a great run, so and that's I mean, something to be proud of. Congrats to the Russians there. Even Akinfeyev, mm-hmm. I think, just could be his last one. He's played in, like, every major Russian tournament I, I've seen. Like, yeah, he's always yeah. been their goalkeeper. And, oh, he's only, like, 32. Yeah, you know, kudos to Russia. They've, you know, given us a good tournament so far. Amazing no tournament. No issues. Probably the best one. Yeah, probably. Like, I, I think 2010 was good. Because, like, I don't know, I remember that one very fondly. 2006 was good as well. Uh, I didn't really like 2014. Maybe because England went out early. Yeah. But <laughs> And Russia had one hell of a run, too. Because they had uh, far from an easy side as far as, like, getting to the quarters. I mean, they knocked out Spain. They knocked out Spain. Like, yeah, that was huge. That was a good I one. Mean, huge. It's Spain. And they almost knocked out Croatia. But almost. when it went almost. to penalties, almost. the Croatians looked really composed. Actually, one thing I want to bring up uh, that I guess was just more recent reports of Vida. He's uh, getting investigated by FIFA for potentially, uh, I think, it's like racial kind of remarks against the Russians. Oh, really? No. Yeah, I think it was a post. I think it was a post he did, and then uh, I forget how, but somehow it was kind of connected against. I think it was. Oh, uh, that's what it was. It was something like pro-Ukrainian, something about like free Ukraine because he was. I guess what he plays in the uh, Ukrainian yeah. league, I believe, with Dynamo yeah. Kiev. So yeah, yeah, he did something okay. with uh, another person on his team, and now they're investigating it. And he probably won't get banned because might... other players in the past that... haven't been banned, but they have been fined. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a fine. Speaking of FIFA fines, and this one being kind of ridiculous, um, the Swedish captain Granqvist, uh, the guy who. His wife had a baby and he missed it to play against England. Right, right. He right. so he was wearing like socks that weren't supposed to be sponsored, but they were visible. So he's I apparently going to be fined like fifty thousand. Sorry, no, I think five thousand or something. Okay, interesting. And that's just oh, sorry, yeah, fifty thousand pounds. What? Because from FIFA because he wore those socks and they were visible. And by comparison, okay, I think I mean, you get fined twenty thousand for a racist remark from FIFA. Yeah, just that's fucking ridiculous, dude. This, yeah. this I, I hate it. Uh, like, I can understand that they don't want like unpaying sponsors to get away with, say, free sponsorship or like free yeah. publicity. But the thing is, then you're hurting the player who's it's... not making any money off of it, anyways. Plus, it doesn't really. <laughs> Like, maybe it kind of... It doesn't... It, like, it's not enough, really, to try and, like, sway people to not do it or to really actively think not to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's enough mm-hmm. just to kind of piss someone off. So, like, I don't I don't really see the point in it, if anything. And, and if anything, this has gotten more attention to their sponsors. Sorry, the yeah. socks, right? And, yeah, and that's yeah. the opposite thing, too. If you just let it slide, then you probably have less publicity and less attention. And then there would be less free publicity as a result. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. We just need someone to run naked on the field and have like football <laughs> mezzanine on their back painted on them everywhere. Hey, oh yeah. yes, <laughs> just a bunch of publicity. Oh, <laughs> Shukar, I mean, we're going to London in August, right? I yeah, yeah. Let's do Some it. Some hardcore promoting. Just do it dirt. Also, during a just before game. I forget, sh- shout out to Jordan Pickford. Uh, I thought he was oh, immense. True. How do you even forget to mention him? How do we forget? Yeah, Pickford. Pickford was amazing. Dude. He made three key saves. Oh, really, really key changed. saves. Didn't Courtois make yeah. some remarks about him? I didn't read into it. I just saw the headlines of it. Yeah, Courtois was like, "Yeah, you're." I would have got that goal that Yanisai scored because I'm like three inches taller than you, or something like that, which is ridiculous. He's six foot one. Like he's not short by any means. Yeah, Courtois said this thing where he was like, um, he was too busy being short or something. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? No, he was like, you, you were trying to be flashy with your dive. I would have gotten it with like a simple, you know, like, hand or save. Like, it's ridiculous. Shut the fuck up, mate. Like, yeah, go basically. fucking leave Chelsea or something. I don't know. Honestly, I, th- I think he's a bit of a, I mean, that's getting into it later, but I think he's a, a bit bigger head than what i agree he's a great keeper but i think he thinks he's a little bit better than he is though i i totally agree. yeah totally agree. but i mean sometimes yeah. the big personality helps you out in games too and you kind of have to have that attitude when guys are shooting balls at you in ridiculous speeds you gotta be but like I yeah like, you know what bring it on mate right i feel like he's a big head but not really a big personality on a pitch like i i don't really see him being the type to boss around his players on the pitch no well like, you'll see all goalies yell at their players and tell them what to do and where to go, but it, it's less so bossing. It's just something that everyone accepts yeah, because yeah. your goalie sees everyone's position. You see where all of the, like, offending or the offense is as well, so you can tell them who to cover because as a defender, you're worried about a few other things and you can't always pay attention. So. Yeah, yeah. They need to essentially be, like, the general on the field, pretty much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyways, off topic. Yeah. And uh, that wraps up pretty much what the quarter at that point. We're going to the semis. Yeah. Yep. So, France, Belgium, and Croatia, England should be two really, really good games. Oh, I'm excited. <sighs> I'm, I'm saddened, though, at the same time, because I'm getting, essentially, a France-Belgium matchup, which is knocking out <laughs> one of my teams, but it is at least guaranteeing yeah, one team to make guaranteed. it to the finals. Yeah, exactly. So, no matter hey, what, I'm, I will have I'm two happy. very exciting in uh, very interested game. I'm just happy that one Liverpool player will make the final for sure. So, you know, that's a good thing. Yeah, oh, do I you mean, have one Liverpool no. player on every team? No, uh, but then uh, there's... Except for France. So there's Mr. Nasty, a.k.a. Mignolet on Belgium. Mr. And then there's Lovren on, <laughs> there's Lovren on Croatia. And then there's Trent and Henderson. Oh, you on got England, it on so... three of the four teams. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So what happens if England doesn't go on? Do you have a favorite for any team? Yeah, man. Uh, Croatia. Croatia? Hmm. Go for the yeah. underdogs? I want Lovren to win. I want Lovren to win if England don't win. How about you, Anch? Say England uh, don't make it through. Any team in um, particular? Probably yeah, Belgium, probably right? Belgium. Right? Because you got De Bruyne, De Bruyne. company. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. Man City, I don't really uh, like France. Squad there. So go France are <laughs> like, a, team, like a true but... England fan. Oh, for sure, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. If they win it, I'll cry. I'll cry. Anyone but France. Anyone but France. <laughs> but realistically, let's go into predictions, guys. Uh, oh, no, no, no. We can't. Yeah, no. We're going in realistic no. predictions for the semis. Come Dude. On. It's coming you home. You're going to jinx it. You can't. Pre- no, you're going to jinx it. It's coming home. You, you, you can't We're not going to jinx it. it. No, I'm 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 out of these predictions again. I, I mean I know all of the all of the players for all of the international teams listen to our podcast, especially right before the game, and I don't <laughs> want to psych them out. But uh, sorry, yeah. Um, but I think we should do some predictions. <laughs> I think. Uh, um, um, I actually don't know what no, to think. No, dude, I, I'm I'm morally obliged not like, to predict. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tristan. Like even the Belgian right, France game, I'm thinking, that's can fine. I even predict it? I can't predict it. Like I literally can't predict the France and Belgium yeah. game. Like it's gonna be a great game, but do you think it'll be low scoring or high scoring? Or uh, in I think it's gonna be low scoring. Okay. Really. I think so like a one one two two something like that two one you know, one zero. I don't know if that, France like, Belgium is definitely going to be high scoring. I think. I think it's going to be two two and then extra time. Yeah, something, something like, that. like that maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it surpasses the four goals. Uh, I also I'm probably if I would anything I'd bank and go into extra time or penalties after a two two kind of setup. I yeah. think uh, yeah. there's going to be a couple goals on either side and it's going to be one very uh, intense game. For mm-hmm, the France Belgium mm-hmm. side, 
Now moving on to the game that you guys definitely want to comment on, Croatia England. Thoughts? Thoughts? I, it's gonna be a great game. Like. Yes, we know that. But what do you think score wise? Uh. No. I. Uh. Trent. Trent Hattrick. That's what I think. Um. No, dude. Everything else is a myth. No, I think I think Kane's get literally gonna go and stand on Lovren, just wait for opportunities. <laughs> I think that's just gonna happen. Ooh. I think he's gonna get opportunities. The Croatian goalkeeper is not that great, by the way. Subasic. He's good. No, he's good. He was great yesterday. He was okay, but personally, like I've seen him play for club level. Uh, maybe, maybe. But yeah, Croatia in itself though has a lot of players that are coming up and from lower. It's teams their golden generation doing too. Very well, right? Yeah, I think. No, that, it's Croatia's golden that, uh, generation. Luka Modric's lad is pretty good, based on what I've heard of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Luka, Luka's pretty good. <laughs> nah, he's overhyped. Uh, he's overhyped? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, him and Rakitic, just all overhyped. Overrated. Yeah. Yeah. Dark Same with Mandzukic, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, none yeah, of those players. Average best. I'm having none of average them. Average your best. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I can't predict this, dude. I'm not going to try. I'm just going to All right, we'll leave it at abstain. Leave it at yeah, uh, I don't know. an unknown. I mean, prediction. I can tell you what Google is predicting. Google is predicting England's like going to win. Oh, yeah? With 42% to England, 28% to Croatia. Does Google just base their stats off of like trending and Twitter? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'd I don't even know. know. I think they just base it on... Like, probably just, like, the actual stats from the game itself, like, possession, passes. What's one really put in money onto no, how to predict accurately? It's probably from some odds website. Yeah, maybe. They might take it from somewhere else kind of thing. Hmm. And then, for the France-Belgium game, they have 39% France to win, 31% Belgium to win, 30% draw. Alright, well, let's just, you want know, quick speculation on the finals. Who do you want to make it there? We won't talk about who you expect to get there. I want, I want, want to see Belgium England. Yeah, I want to see Belgium England. I want to see Belgium England. Belgium England? Yeah. Yes. 100%. I'd like to see a France England matchup, I, which is ter- tears me a little because no, that's terrifying. I'm a big fan of Belgium as well, but I think that game would just be too good to pass up. No, that's terrifying. I want Belgium. Nah, fam, it's okay. France is terrifying. Belgium's fine. <laughs> that's terrifying. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Belgium's good for me. I'll have some chocolate, no baguettes, thank you. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm a streetcar. <laughs> and uh, I guess that wraps up our at least just our talk about the FIFA. We've got plenty of other stuff to cover. Uh, just yeah, some transfers, there's... I think. Well, yeah, and a couple of other, like, big notable news that kind of just came out recent. Sure. For anyone who hadn't here, uh, John B. Mikel, uh, former player of Chelsea, player of Nigeria, had his father kidnapped, actually. And he got notified, what, just hours before his game, uh, which was in the group stages, but that came out of just five days ago. And uh, the kidnappers were asking for ransom money. And uh, they told him not to mention to anyone, so I guess he didn't mention it to the manager, didn't mention it to his players. I guess very select few family members knew, and he ended up playing his game regardless uh, with all of that ongoing. So, what a hell in, of a person at that point. I was in shock when I read that Props news. to him. Yeah, honestly. Props to him. And I'm glad his father is found and safe now. And apparently this happened, like, multiple times before, so he's like, you know what? I'll just throw some money at him. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty know. terrifying. I'll just throw some money at him. Pretty terrifying Jeez. thing to find out before you play your World Cup match, man. I feel yeah. sorry for him. I guess to quote him, I was emotionally distraught and I had to make the decision about whether I was mentally ready to play. I was confused. I did not know what to do. But in the end, I knew that I could not let 180 million Nigerians down. Yeah, that's amazing. End quote. I should have probably said start quote, but anyways. <laughs> That's amazing, though. Yeah, yeah. So that was—I uh, thought that was an interesting story, just worthy to make uh, mention. And then, uh, biggest thing of late, John Luigi uh, Buffon going to PSG on a free Bosman transfer. We well, that's that not the biggest thing of late. That's the second. Well, I mean, thing of it's, late. it's the biggest thing confirmed. Okay, of late. maybe, yeah. But the biggest thing of late. Which sounds like something that you would come out of a FIFA game where you're just like, huh, I'm just this team. Let me just spend all my money on this player. Uh, Juventus, very credibly offering apparently around 100 million euros for Ronaldo. And it sounds like he wants to go from Real Madrid. That yeah. is huge news. Uh, and it also apparently is pretty credible too like i said there's a very good chance that he goes to juventus and yeah i am very surprised at this i mean he's odds on now like if you bet i think 10 pounds or something you'll only get like 11 if he goes so he's he's almost confirmed i i want to say i i think it's getting closer to the late stages of 
the completion of this, and uh, it just it seems crazy to me. The amount one, the amount of money they have to fork out for the transfer is going to be around a hundred million euros. There's also been reports that he gets paid anywhere between thirty million to sixty million euros a year. Yeah. Which I mean, is something I th- I think ridiculous as far a, as their wages go. Though, I, right? hmm? I think he's still taking a pay cut from Real Madrid, though, right? I ooh, I don't know. I'm not sure on that. I would be surprised why he'd go for a pay cut, especially considering the caliber of the side, the amount of money he's making. I think what, he, what really pissed him off from what I read up on was, I guess, uh, the amount of money that... Like, he wanted more money from Real Madrid to kind of put him on par with or a little bit over Neymar and Messi, and I guess they, they refused to, and then that in a combination with some of the players they were trying to get, or refusing some of the players to get, and then how the whole Zidane incident went, that just kind of pushed him over the edge. But uh, there's been always, like, almost every year or every couple of years, you get something where Ronaldo wants to leave, or there's big rumors going around. But this is this one's actually credible, yeah. and it just seems ridiculous that it's to Juventus. I know. It's, 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 it's hilarious, too, because... Um, Ronaldo stopped Buffon from winning the Champions League during his time at Juventus, and yeah. now Buffon's leaving Juventus. Dude, wa- and then watch him score against PSG. And then Ronaldo's going to Juventus, going to probably like win the Champions League for them. And honestly, the amount of money that they're willing to fork into him, I think it's worth it. Uh, I know he's getting up in his later age. I think years it's a good price. Age. I think it's a good I, price cause, I think he's like he's yeah. getting up in his later years of age, but. He's definitely, yeah, like you said, I think it's worth it at this point. Uh, you also, saw Ibra playing well for years older, and Ronaldo, I don't think, will be any different. I, I think no. some people were saying that it's too cheap, but I think it's a, like a, a good range because if it was more expensive than this, I'd be saying it's too much. It's like Because he has like mm-hmm. max two seasons left, I think. Max. I don't think no, so. He's been, I think he has four. You could have Dude, said that a couple years ago cup. that he no. had like maybe two or three seasons, but he's been he's actually been getting better essentially every single freaking year. Yeah, in no, his dude. late ages of year, he's been getting better. Like I I know people keep saying that, but I don't think you can outrun your body. Like thirty five is a is old. Like Ebro was, Ebro was uh, also like sport, at yes. his peak, right? As you were saying, Ebro's at his peak, but it's not really the the fitness that's the biggest downfall when you're that old it's just you can't keep up with your injuries and like he's been but really he really lucky not lucky i guess he's been working hard to avoid injuries oh he but... works incredibly hard and that's honestly why why i think he's got at least three more seasons in him it's because he just mm-hmm. works like a demon he's yeah. probably one of the best regiments in the world for keeping his body in shape oh yeah mm-hmm. absolutely he trains probably all the time and honestly that's why i think this is going to be a good money for Juventus. They're going to have to fork out a lot. They're going to have to sell a couple of players, probably. Especially considering they mm-hmm. just dropped 40 million euros on... I forget who. But they dropped uh, that recently. Mm. So, they're going to have to uh, probably sell. But I think it's going to be good for them. Mm. I was kind of hoping he was going to return to the English Premier League. but If yeah. he did that, it was going to be Man U. But I knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Well, yeah, because of Mourinho's there, and he absolutely hates exactly. Mourinho. And the other problem yeah. is, I don't think he wants to go to another English side, even though they'd be willing yeah. probably to fork out yeah. just as much money, exactly. if not more money, on the salary. Yeah. So now mm-hmm. what really leaves you is you have the French league, which uh, Real Madrid has a no sell clause essentially to Barca and PSG. So you can't see Barca and PSG him go to them. So now. Mm-hmm. What, well, there's a sell clause, but I think it then stays at like 100 billion euros or something like that, his release clause. Yeah, something, something yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, so you have two options of that. You have the Italian League or the German League, and Bayern has never been noted for spending that much money. So now you're really limited to just the Italian League. So the only team that could probably feasibly do that is Juventus. So he really only has one option if he doesn't want to go to the Premier League. Mm. And it's kind of like uh, PSG bringing in Neymar for the Champions League. Uh, like Juventus is bringing in Ronaldo to win the Champions yeah. League. It's clear because exactly. domestically both teams are, you know, they're almost guaranteed to win. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting with Neymar if he moves to Real, if, you know, he stays at PSG. Yeah, and there was... Mbappe, Cavani. There's, like, rumors of, like, Suarez to PSG. Yeah, so this whole story has just brought in a wave of rumors of, people that could potentially be swapped and things like that like would you see Dybala go the other way as well but it sounds like he's not uh he especially Mm -hmm. since he just signed like a new I think five-year deal with Juventus so uh would and then there was also talks about a Neymar Ronaldo swap sorry what yeah 
Higuain to Chelsea. Oh yeah, I you know what I I don't really want that. I don't think he'd fit too well. I think uh, another striker. Yeah, waste I think that would be another waste, honestly. But uh, Daniel yeah. Rugani, that's who I was thinking of last time when I was trying to mention the defender that they uh, they offered forty million euros to. That sounds like that's going to be a deal done for Chelsea, since especially if Ronaldo gets in, then uh, I think they're going to have to sell to make some of the money back. And then yeah, they're looking at Higuain, Higuain uh, going potentially to Chelsea, which I I don't want. I don't think he would suit us. I think it'd just be another wasted striker at that point. Mm-hmm. Nothing against him. I just don't think he'd fit with the squad and with kind of Chelsea generally how they play. Right. But I mean, I guess maybe they're trying to cater it more to Sorry if he gets in. I mean, that's a whole debacle that I don't want to get into. But... Oh, man. That's like... We'll find out in like the coming oh, They've been shit in the bed this summer as far as getting that resolved and getting transfers done. Mm-hmm. So, right. But yeah, so that was an interesting one, Ronaldo. And this one's credible, too. So I was... It's interesting. It's not. It's not exciting for Real Madrid fans. I, they'll be able to move on without him, but if he goes, but it's going to be a hit to them definitely. Oh yeah. So yep. it's what's also going to be interesting is if they get rid of them, you know, Perez is going to make a marquee signing where he is going to sign someone also, for a ridiculous this, amount of money. This could mean. This could mean that Bale stays. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Bale would probably stay at this point, but you probably see someone replace him or someone huge go the into Madrid at that uh, point. There were rumors of Mane to uh, Real Madrid yep. as well. Yeah, I've heard rumors can, about that. I can that. really see that. They probably scouted him in the final. Like, he, he had an amazing Yeah, game. they're like, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if... Uh, I w- yeah, I wouldn't be surprised but, if he does. Also, Mo Salah signs a new five-year deal. Yeah. Yep. So that's Can't big news with Bobby Germany. signing up, Salah signing up, and Mane should be next, hopefully, mm-hmm. so that we keep the core intact. Well, the thing is, even if... Say Liverpool was to sell Mane or another player, they I think what they'd do is they get a new five-year deal in, so they could bump up the release clause if there is one, or take away a yep. release clause if there is one. There is a release clause. Yeah, so they would want to get rid clause. of that, so that they can yep. then get whatever money. And if you're the player and you like the club, you'd easily sign that because mm-hmm. if you say, "Well, look, I want to go," and they'll be like, "Sure, we'll let you go," but we just want to make sure we get our money's worth. Yeah. So that's a, uh, I guess that kind of the end of what I've heard for as far as uh, any incredible transfer at the moment still waiting to hear mm-hmm. that lamar one go through but that's taking its sweet yeah. time i think that'll probably be after the world cup if anything yeah there's probably going to be like a ton of transfers happening once the world cup yeah, yeah because shakiri to liverpool there's like a bunch of shit going on so oh really i didn't hear that one but yeah a lot of players yeah, there's strong links a lot of players probably wanted to take the time to if they have a break now take the break before they really start signing and going into that or uh, right, if they're right. playing, they just want to focus on the World Cup. So it makes sense they wouldn't mm-hmm. sign any contracts or anything. Yeah, I'm also curious yep. to see where Wenger ends up. Yeah, I, he's going to take a year off. I don't see him coaching for this one. Mm, probably. It's really? too late now to no. decide, I think. Because he said if he decides, it'd be at the beginning of the summer. I think that's what he said. Mm-hmm. I knew he would take a year off. The problem is, the hardest thing is once you have that year off, you might enjoy it too much, and then it's hard to get back into it. True. But knowing him, I think he's probably going to take another... I, th- I think it'll be less for money. It'll be more an opportunity of where he can make an impact and what seems like an interesting project to him. Because right. he has all the money in the world now, right? He doesn't really need to get more. No, so no. it'll be interesting to see where he goes. It'll probably be something where he thinks that he can then, I don't know, build and make a, a larger squad. I wouldn't be surprised if MLS try and offer him a nice package to go there, take over one of the teams. That'd be lit. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting. I think he'd do well there. Unai Emery is going to get sacked after a year. He's going to go back to Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We want you back. No, I think our Arsene Wenger's career at Arsenal is done, at least as far as the, the manager position goes. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes into a different position. I would love to see him at the like top of scouting for Arsenal. Or like as a board member somewhere. Dude. Yeah, just even, just even kind of more as a consultant as well. I think that would be another option too. Yeah. You probably, they yeah. probably still have him as a consultant. I wouldn't see why they wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I think that covers it for our coverage for this episode, right? Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wraps yeah. up everything. Yeah. Should be should be a cracking semifinal. England's in England's it. England's in it. <laughs> oh, the boys at Ooh. BBC are having a good time. Oh, yeah. And that's it. So thanks for tuning in. And... It's coming over. We'll see you next week. Just wanted to say, uh, like the video if you haven't already. Subscribe if uh, you're new or if you haven't already. And uh, keep an eye out as we'll be posting more coverage of the semis and the finals, along with any other transfer news. 
for the rest of the summer and then we'll take you into again our recap of all next year's uh content as well so uh you can find us on uh youtube soundcloud and every other basically platform where you can find any uh podcasts as well so check us out on all those comment if you enjoy this uh and give some feedback uh we'd appreciate it and uh that's basically it this is uh gonna be tristan and and i'm shrikar signing off uh thanks again for everything guys uh peace out